What is up, freaks? Welcome back to Tales from the Crypt. It's your boy, Marty Bent. Here for a second week in a row of Rabbit Hole Recap, where Matt and I are away from each other. Matt, how are you? I'm doing I'm doing great, Marty. What's up, freaks? Glad to be here. Um, you've been you've been a little world traveler these last couple of weeks. Look like you're in a sunny place now. Yeah. Getting some good vitamin D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh I'm out I'm out in California for a wedding. Uh so that's like a 10-hour time difference from Riga. So it's been a it's been a bit of a whirlwind. I haven't really slowed down at all this this last week. And I mean neither has TFTC, right? This is like probably the most lit week in TFTC history. Just dropping apps left and right. Big week of content. Big week of content. Uh, we're going to get to all that and Matt's trip to Riga. First, we got the current price according to the TFTC.io ticker is $10,143.84. Excuse me. Current block height is 595796 The current hash rate is uh, 91.62 exahash per second. Um, this episode of Tales from the Crypt is brought to you by bull bitcoin our our canadian freaks we got a little poem for you from our from our friends at bull bitcoin uh here's some prose as bitcoin it's called a cautionary tale from bullbitcoin.com as bitcoin rebounds and things get exciting to newcomers number go up sounds inviting they sign up to coinbase to investigate the chatter and are served up a hot steamy shitcoin platter eos and ripple and bcash oh my the graveyard where stack sats of noobs go to die a swing and a miss, they didn't connect. Their diversified bundles are now fucking wrecked. Noobs don't deserve this, their gains are on ice. At least now they know hodling Bitcoin will suffice. So buy and bull Bitcoin if you're in Canada, eh? No alts, no noise, and it's staying that way. Visit bullbitcoin.com to buy and spend Bitcoin in Canada or bitcoinoutlet.com anywhere in the world to grab some awesome swag and not look like a pleb. Beautiful poem there. Um, there's the words of bull Bitcoin. BullBitcoin.com, check them out. You Canadian freaks, if you're uh, looking to stack sats up there, check out BullBitcoin. Quite possibly the most unique ad read I've I've ever heard. Definitely. And uh, for you American freaks out there, this Cash App, this Cash App, this Cash App, this episode is also brought to you by the Cash App, uh, American, UK, wherever you are that you can download the Cash App. Make sure you're doing, if you're in the States, they're allowing you to stack sats. Uh, but if you're anywhere in the world, make sure you use the, the promo code StackingSats. That's one word, S-T-A-C-K-I-N-G-S-A-T-S. You're going to get $5. Then $5 is going to go to our friends at Owls Lacrosse. On top of that, uh, you're going to be able to buy Bitcoin, sell Bitcoin, send Bitcoin to a personal wallet, send Bitcoin from a personal wallet to the app, and then you get the Boost program where you get a Boost card. You can personalize it, spend it, spend it. You can use it anywhere the Visa is accepted. And then if you go to special merchants that are teamed up with Boost, uh, you're going to get... Uh, uh, some money back, or not money back, money off. They have uh, boost deals. You get dollar off coffee, 5% off Whole Foods. This weekend, actually, I saw on Twitter, this Cash App Friday, the Cash App team tweeted out 10% off Nike. So check your boost. If you're looking to buy some uh, some fall workout gear and you're going to Nike this weekend, 10% boost. Use the code StackingSats. You're going to get $5. $5 goes to Owls. Download the Cash App at your local app store today. Let's take advantage of that Bitstein. Nike. I think I'm going to take advantage of the Nike boost. Bitstein suggested that they add a boost for stacking sats so you could stack sats while stacking sats. Just compound stacking? Yeah. I'm all for it. I, I like, like the that. idea. I'm for it, too. I'm for it as well. How uh, 
back to your travels. How was Riga? Dude, I'm Riga, sorry I couldn't make it this year. Dude, Riga was fucking dope. Last year when I missed it, you gave me like a ton of FOMO. Um, and I, I absolutely saw exactly what you said. The city was so fucking cool. It was such a small city that like Bitcoiners just took over the city. So we were just... I mean, like you mentioned, you were like, it, felt, it had like a revolutionary type feel to it when we were just like drinking in these... Are they medieval? Dark, How old, old are they? Yeah. I bet it's medieval. Like it's, those old uh, bars? European continent is... Yeah, that uh, the bull Bitcoin dinner actually looked really cool. Where was that? Like some dungeon? Yeah, it was like it was like in an old cellar or something that was, you know, stonewalled. And we made Jimmy Song auction his hat off again, just like in Dallas. He tried to... Uh, just auction off the book and there was a chant for hat 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 and he had to auction off his hat as well so that was funny he should just he should start stacking hats uh this is becoming a thing well it's, it's supposedly like a 200 dollars stenson hat so i was like dude just when you go to do the auction you should not wear your don't wear your finest hat or, or have yeah, an extra just have an extra <laughs> But I, I compel um, anyone who's ever in a situation where Jimmy Song is auctioning off something for charity to to do a hat, hat chant and try and uh, get him to give his hat up as well. Yes, it's a uh, it's a very popular thing these days at the Bitcoin conferences. What uh, what was the content like? What did I miss? Um. Well, the content was great. I just want to just go back for a second. Just the people in general, like meeting people and having these conversations on the sides of the conference was just awesome. I think that's the best part. Uh, it, it, is, it is really great that they their live stream was super high quality. So we're going to put the links to the live streams in uh, the show notes if you want to see the talks. Um, but you, you can see the talks on the live stream, but you can't see you know the conversations that happen on the side. I met freaks from all around the world. Um, from like Poland, Hawaii, uh, Russia, you know, like that's so fucking badass. Um, Shout out to all you freaks out there. Yeah, love it was really cool. So much love. Uh, what, what was the other thing I was going to say? Ah. Yeah. Oh, so I met the whole BTC pay team. Uh, they had like BTC pay day there. And and then we just got completely wrecked at night, which was fucking fantastic. <laughs> And uh, they like ran out of shirts, so when I, I like I met Pavel, uh, Pavel next, or and um, of BTC Pay, who I've like known online for like a decent amount of time, and he was like, "Why aren't you wearing a BTC Pay shirt?" And he went, and he went to um, his backpack. He's like, "Let me get you one. Let me get you one." They had no BTC Pay shirts, and he took off the shirt that he was wearing, and we swapped shirts so that I could have a BTC Pay shirt on, and I just thought that was, that was pretty fucking baller. Hey, Bitcoiners will give you the shirt off their back. Don't ever say they're not good people, you know. Yeah, exactly. It gives the expression all new, a whole new meaning. But uh, as for the talks, the talks the talks are great. Um, Jeremy Welch's talk was really interesting. Uh, so he really, fo- you know, Jeremy Welch of CASA, um, he really focused on the issue with malicious extensions, like browser extensions. Uh, and... You know these these extensions. You give them a bunch of permissions, right? And 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 so you're you're giving them access to all the stuff that you're you're using on your in your browser screen. So you have to be like very careful about which extensions you use 
Um, and you know, when you're using, when you're doing anything with sensitive information and stuff like that, um, you, you want to like the ideal, I guess would be like to use like private or incognito browsing and not have any extensions installed. Yeah. And, um, it's like an effort of full transparency here at TFTC. Jeremy, uh, called out unchained, uh, Capital, specifically a company that's been sponsoring this podcast, my newsletter, for quite a while now, and a company that we respect dearly. And so, yeah, he man in the middle, uh, executed a man in the middle attack on their web browser site or on their site using a web browser extension uh, bug. And that is, uh, so that is one thing that you have to be aware of. Again, as Matt said, like, especially in Unchained setup in particular, like, make sure you're an incognito or a private browser and those extensions aren't on um matt what do you got something to say well so so what he did was they created a malicious extension right yes and they used that yes. malicious extension to pull data from the page and to manipulate data on the page so you know one thing they displayed was like pulling you know like kyc information and then the other thing they they did was change the receive address the deposit address now, deposit addresses on websites are very, like pretty much impossible to do like securely. Um, so what Unchained does is they let you verify it yourself. It's just a difficult process to verify it yourself, so a lot of people aren't doing it. Um, so people should verify it themselves. The other issue is, you know, when you use like Trezor's web wallet, for instance, the way they get around it is they show it on the hardware wallet screen. Um, but I think there's some... Like, I, I think Trezor and Ledger need to update their hardware wallets. That's my understanding, to, to be able to show it on the on the screen, the receive address, to verify the receive address. I'm not positive. But um, that would be the ideal, right, to show it on the screen. And then, yeah, so, like, the third thing is, like, especially, like, Bitcoin-focused extensions. Like, for instance, like, the Lolly extension supposedly has enough... Um, has enough permissions to pull off an attack like this. So like, even if they weren't going to pull off the attack, if they got compromised and someone else pulled it off, they could attack not just on chain, they could attack Coinbase, like Binance, like anywhere you see a receive address on, um, like on the web browser, there's like, it's, ver it's very difficult to verify it, that what you're seeing is the correct yeah. address. No, like on top of, building their products are also open sourcing these solutions as well um so like they they just released uh the hermit protocol which is how to do this multi-sig solution by yourself without them and uh you can i think in that protocol it teaches you how to verify the address as well within this setup um so they are like the team is working on making it as secure as possible but these vulnerabilities exist and again this is a beware situation definitely be aware and be thinking adversarially at all times when you're, especially when you're uh, interacting with Bitcoin addresses, invoices. Should we start saying invoices over addresses? That's another question. Well, I think we should say addresses because people still expect addresses. But anyway, yeah, that's true. You know, I yeah, I I think you know the the biggest single improvement you can do here is to just whenever you're handling any kind of sensitive information, like use a private browsing window with you know no extensions because. Ex they, these extensions are just they're additional security holes and you know most people like will not will not actually verify anything they see so um you just want to remove them from the equation this 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 attack couldn't have been pulled off um without an extension installed so 
just something to definitely keep in mind and and worth reminding people over and over again. I think so. We should make we should definitely make a point of doing that because um, there's a big push for extensions, especially in this space. I think and and we should reduce reliance on it's that. Easy. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm guilty of it. I got com- I get complacent. Like I write the bent and I fucking Grammarly, or at least I did after Jeremy's presentation. I deleted it, but I've been using Grammarly for a while to help with my writing. But considering the permissions they have, it's like all right. So if the the bent has more spelling errors than it already does in the future, uh, that's why. If you have any uh, extensions that don't have as many, if you have any extensions that don't have as many permissions as Grammarly that could help me, let me know. Tweet at me. Um, but yeah, definitely illuminating. Like uh, again, like the the internet is still uh, pretty insecure. I mean, because I remember I used to have uh, I used to talk about a lot that like the the MetaMask extension, for instance, on Ethereum. Like I feel like there was a point there in 2017 where like every Ethereum user um, had MetaMask installed on their browser. Right, like that's pretty crazy. Uh, so you gotta be you gotta be careful with this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, be aware. So what? Be aware. What other talks did I see that were good? The Rodolfo's talk was fantastic. It was a lot of fun on the cold card. I really enjoyed that one. That one's definitely a, a must watch. Um, Hass's talk was really fun. Uh, Safe's talk was was really good. He, you know, he did his uh, the biggest start to Bitcoin is the gold standard coming back. Um, but he he does agree that that's never going to happen. So. There you go. You have that. Um, I did a panel, which I thought went really well. I had a bunch of traders and got them to agree. Uh, I had Florian, Whale Panda, Tone Vase, uh, and Android on, and I got them all to agree, uh, except for Android, that stacking sats makes more sense for most people than trading. Uh, and Android said that you should trade because he wants to dump his bags on you. So it was like pretty, pretty good. Uh, and it was fun. It was a good time. And uh, yeah, I just had a really good time. I think I, I think I'll go back next year for sure. Um, just big thanks to the Hoddle Hoddle team for throwing it all together. Yeah, and it was like it was, it's so good. Like I was up here, like four a.m. Saturday morning. I woke up to take a pee, and then uh, because of the Dig channel, I wanted to make sure the live link was up there, so I got it up there right away. And but I found myself at four a.m. on Saturday, like just watching the live feed for like half an hour. I was like, "What the hell am I doing?" I need to get back to bed. Um, the keto minor talk was good, really good too. It was great seeing the Noddle guys. That was there. really good. Yeah. Let's actually talk about that too, because that's actually a really good idea. Like, it's talk what they want to do with Noddle and software is create like a bunch of redundancies so you can self host your hardware and have a little bit more certainty that you'll have the uptime that you are granted with like an AWS or something like that, correct? Uh, and the, their main focus is is uh they're still going to make consumer product they have the the noddle samurai just got leaked uh not leaked but they released uh images of the of the final design um but uh their their big push here is to like very reliable cloud cloud providing right so like uh btc pay in the on their servers uh point and click and you're like ready to go and they're very hard to ddos like denial of service attack them so they're, they're up all the time um you know he's he said something really interesting to me uh that like it's murphy's law right like the time a merchant is going to need btc pay to work like it'll probably be down so you you know so you need 
the, this you, instead of having everyone storing on like a single Luna node instance, um, it'll be redundant and like extra reliable and ex, you know very quick response time. Yeah, no, it's um, it's a, it was a fascinating talk, and I think it's a really good actually follow up to our interview with them on from June um, because they were sort of hinting at stuff like this, and this was sort of an elaboration of that. Yeah, it was great. I really enjoyed that talk. Um, it, was, it was just a really good... I, I mean, I suggest people just watch through the whole fucking thing. Just watch through day one and day two. It's worth it. Uh, it's up there for free on YouTube. Uh, and, you know, just do it in pieces. You don't have to... I have to actually watch a bunch of them, too, because I was just con having conversation with people outside. So I'm, I'm looking forward to <laughs> watching it in, That's in the thing, full you complete. You get stuck outside having those conversations at conferences like that a lot. Yeah, but you know, like the way I look at it is, you can always watch a live stream. You can't have that conversation again, right? So, I try, but I try point. and keep, I try and keep a good balance. Oh, Mirage talk was really good. I saw that one. Um, yeah, the uh, the um, Neil Woodfine's um, Nakamoto Institute versus Cato Institute meme made it into that presentation. That was a funny, funny little moment in that presentation. Yeah, I chuckled when I saw that one. He he switched slides too quickly. I was disappointed. Right. Um, do you think your your impersonator was watching the live stream? Oh yeah, yeah. We have to tell the freaks. Did you get a message on Keybase? I don't know. I haven't even checked. Probably. Let me check right now. I woke up in the morning in Riga, and there was just like a ton of people saying. Um, there's this guy who goes by Maddie Odell. He just put a Y in my name. Um, and he, he's he been messaging people on Keybase with my profile picture and asking them to send him money and that he will send it back. So that is not me. Uh, it was pretty cool that so many people noticed it right away and uh, like posted about it and reached out to me before I could even, before I even knew it was happening. So that was cool. Matty O'Dell has not friend requested me on Keybase yet. There you I'm go. Ashamed. Did you see? Uh, did you see Toge Toshi's? Uh, he was the one who did the like the first big disclosure on uh, Twitter, and what he did was he responded to the guy. He was like, "How many? How many sats per dollar?" And the guy was like, "What?" And he was like, "Oh, it's definitely not Matt." And he posted the screenshot. <laughs> Very sly, Doge Toshi. Um, yeah, very, very good troll job there. Fucking scam the scammer. Uh, what, um, after our talk last week, dude, after we told everybody to dump their Stellar, why is the price of Stellar rising if all of our, if all the freaks are dumping it, uh, into the Tor Foundation? These guys started construction outside, so I, I moved inside just in case it comes up on the mic for the freaks. Just does a heads up. Um, yeah, fucking Stellar pumped. What the fuck was with that? I don't know, man. That that uh, I hope I hope we didn't our exposure didn't uh, didn't give it a boost. That would be a shame. Dump your Stellar. Is Stellar going to be the uh, the rare Pepe's that tears the the Matt and Marty apart like it did Jinseth and uh, and DeRose? No, definitely not because we both are anti-Stellar. That's true. Um. What else do we got here? This is uh yeah, Matt's moving right now. This is uh we need to get you back in the studio, dude. 
feels weird looking at you through the computer screen. So it has been a big week of content here at TFTC. Like if you guys haven't checked out, um, this is like the next topic. We did an episode yesterday with Jack Myler's uh, about Olympus, which is like a new um, a new service within Zap that users can take uh, take advantage of. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But we also did an episode with Ralph Powell and our hundredth episode with Arbed Out and an episode with Carla Kirk Cohen. Don't miss that Carla episode. It's a really good episode if you want to learn about Lightning Network. But uh, yeah, just great week of content, great conversations. I think uh, the Ral conversation was really timely. Um, and obviously, Jack, uh, we recorded that episode a week and a half ago um, about Olympus. So we've been sitting on that for uh, a bit now. And it's uh, it's great to see that it's finally launched. So if you freaks haven't heard yet, uh, Olympus allows you basically... Uh, to go from fiat, from having zero Bitcoin, to using Lightning within 10 seconds. I uh, will link to the announcement in the show notes, and there's a YouTube video within there, and Jack does a demonstration of, of using the app, and it's crazy. He has zero Bitcoin on the app. He buys $10 worth and buys something on BitRefill within like 15 seconds. Um, so talk about uh, a great onboarding uh, mechanism. It's, uh, I think something huge just dropped like i think this is huge for for mass adoption it's so fucking badass i think it's a really big fucking deal uh it was pretty crazy not you know i didn't want to talk about it when i was in riga uh because it hadn't launched yet but i was like so it was it was super fucking hard to keep it in at riga and it, and it was just it's so badass i they uh you know people like this is how you can easily onboard people the one of the big things that i think wasn't really mentioned much um, is, is that that KYC element uh, is so streamlined in his implementation because the, the only KYC is is the driver's is not the driver's license is the actual debit card number like that has the KYC built in because I was testing at so the spark swap beta launched as well this week um, and with spark swap it's a similar concept right you onboard directly onto lightning it, it actually hooks right into zap too so it's 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 a it's a very similar concept but to set up you have to use a third party kyc um and you have to give them you know name current address phone number email address and a photo of your driver's license or your passport so that's and like social too i believe yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't get to that part because when I got to the driver's license, I was like, I'm not going to upload it. Um, but so th- even if people are willing to do that, it just adds so much more friction to the experience, right? Like if it's just a debit card, um, that's a big deal, I think. I think that's a really huge deal. Yeah, but and the other thing about Olympus too, I'm, I'm pretty sure, yes, you can uh, buy and get it straight to Lightning, but I'm, I'm not sure that's the only way to buy. I'm pretty sure you can buy uh on chain you can buy big like utxos as well really like we didn't talk about chain. that when we talked with jack right i don't believe i don't i believe we've i mean we focus on lightning for most of the episode but if you read the uh the press release that he launched at his blog post yesterday it seems uh that is the case oh at least how awesome. i read it could be wrong could be wrong that's awesome um, i think yeah, spark swap is lightning only but that's awesome that the, there's an yeah. on-chain component as well just makes it easier yeah. for people. Yeah. If you freaks want to learn about um, 
Olympus and how it came to be. Jack's been working on this for like over a year now, and it's a, a long story of negotiating with uh, regulators and trying to figure out um, how to make it work with with lightning and stuff like that. The regulator conversation is uh, quite lightning because Jack is somebody who fought to uh, get the least amount of KYC on his app and made a good made a good argument that like I why should I have to hold all this this information if it's associated with the debit card the bank has all that information why spread that data out amongst other uh, third parties as well so it is a good precedent if anything is a great precedent of uh, as, as little KYC intrusiveness as possible so go check that out that's uh, on the podcast apps wherever if you haven't heard it yet and then try to sign up for the beta so it's in beta they're going to slow roll it out in the US first and then move on uh, to to I believe Europe and the United Kingdom after that, after they get testing, they're going to roll it out low and slow, make sure it's working, make sure the infrastructure's there. But again, like, so one uh, cohort of potential users that could use this are companies like Gab that have been completely delist, de-platformed, excuse me, by payments processors. So, um, like, they can't get USD sent to them by PayPal stripe square whatever it may be at the moment but uh and their users may not be using bitcoin as much as they liked but now with something like zap and olympus it's much easier for somebody to quickly buy bitcoin and scan a qr code ln invoice and and uh sort of help uh support these de-platform companies as well yeah i mean because you because you need to have the ability to like BTC pay is only one element. Like if you're able to receive transactions, uh, that's not enough. Like the actual users need to be able to easily get onboarded and, and pay, you know, pay for the services they need all these little microtransactions and even more, you know, like subscription type deals where you like maybe do for like a couple months or stuff like that. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. And, and again, the UX flow is such that it seems that, um, it would enable uh, your everyday uh, non-Bitcoin user to sort of pick it up and use Bitcoin without the complexity of trying to figure out how to produce an address and move Bitcoin from an exchange to their own wallet. And Zap take the Olympus and Zap take care of that for you now, where they're you're you're handing them USD, they're setting you up with a channel that you can go and use as you see fit immediately. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, and the other thing is the user is just always seeing Sats, right? So like we're quickly yeah. making sats the standard. They just put in their debit card. They get some sats. They send some sats to like content producers and different organizations and stuff like that. Like that's pretty. That's pretty crazy. I love it. No, it's, it's no. We'll um we'll see how how widely adopted it is. Again, it's in beta right now. Try to sign up for it. Test it out. Um, Spark Swap as well. They're out there in beta as well. Test them out if you want to see a similar service. It's doing it a different way. Um, but another, again, dude, the, the big news in Bitcoin this week was huge. Square Crypto came out. They hired three new devs, um, finally made their announcement earlier this week. Valentin Wallace, Jeffrey Zizz, I just r- ruined that, um, and Eric Sossman. Uh, and then they announced their funding for BTC Pay. Did we talk about that last week or no, that was Saturday? It, no. They announced it on Saturday. No, it got set on, well, it got set on Friday, Riga time. Uh, yeah, it got set on Friday, but right after we recorded. Okay. That was the issue. Um, 
And yeah, I saw the BTC Pay guys. They're super excited about it. I kept making fun. I kept poking fun at Rockstar and telling him he was a corporate project now. It's a publicly traded. Company. <laughs> uh, but I think what was it? Uh, hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand dollar grant. BTC Pay server set up a foundation to uh, accept grants like this and donations like this. I believe. And yeah, I think. It, I mean, it's crazy for Square to step out. Obviously, disclosure: Cash App's a sponsor, but whatever square is doing dope shit right now square crypto in particular i mean square is a company that has uh a main revenue driver in the proof of sale systems uh point point of sales yeah, point of sales what did i say proof of sale proof of sales yeah in their uh point of sale systems and btc pay server is essentially that but for a bitcoin uh world so uh they came out square crypto did with a great blog post and twitter thread explaining why they decided to back BTC pay server and essentially it came down to bitcoins and open source technology we're all going to be leveraging it it's it's probably best that we uh we are at the forefront of what's happening in the open source world and and sort of aid in that so we are as best prepared as a company in the future when uh the stuff is is more mainstream than it is now um so basically network effects help number go up it was a very good partnership yeah for, excuse me grant yeah, I mean, I think BTC Pay is one of the most important projects we have in the space. Uh, and I, I'm glad that Square realizes that as well. Uh, and and the, the other thing to keep in mind here is is, is that they, they as long as, as the space grows and gets, gets better, like they, have an, they get an advantage as a Bitcoin company too. Like everyone gets that advantage. And that's like one of the beautiful parts of like the incentive structure of Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a feedback loop, network effects, uh, squares, seeing that they're going to be able to leverage this technology in the future. And they probably will be leveraging it as they already are. Um, so it, it makes a lot of sense to sort of aid in the, in the fortifying of that system and the build out of that system. So again, kudos to Square Crypto. Uh, and they hired three devs. I believe one actually came from the Libra project, another um another from google i believe is that correct um let me look this up real quick i'm not sure they had it in the announcement tweet you know the other thing is like they definitely don't compete with each other because you know there's going to be certain merchants that want to use a regulated i mean they don't even do bitcoin merchant processing yet first of all cash app but if they do eventually um there's going to be certain merchants that want to use a regulated, you know, KYC platform. And there's going to be some, some merchants that want to run their own. Um, and, you know, like the truly exciting Bitcoin ones will be the ones that are running their own uh, because it will be enabling things that that aren't possible uh, in the current system. Yeah, like buying final thoughts. Um, you can do that at dftc.io slash dime dash back. Uh, but the uh, yeah, exactly. So funded VTC pay. And then they came out this week and announced the three devs. Um, so one of them's from lightning labs another one's from Facebook's Libra team and formerly BitGo, and then another from Google. Um, so again, uh, Val, Jeff and Eric, Eric, excuse me. Um, it's their, so squares team, I guess at least their initial team is formed and, uh, I guess they'll be contributing to, to Bitcoin open source projects from here on out. So it'll be interesting to see, what that team does now that uh now that it's fully formed now that the power rangers are together 
And I, I think the announcement was it was Saturday. That makes more sense. It wasn't Friday. But yeah, it was, that's awesome. So did you see highest rate hit a new all time high again? We just keep hitting new all time highs every every week. Yeah, I mean it's actually the cool thing about the TFTC.io ticker. Like if you just have it, I have the site up in the background, and you see it oscillate. It's crazy how how much it oscillates during the day, but it has been oscillating up and to the right again. Earlier this week, I would check my uh, browser, and it'd be hovering in the in the low 80s. But the last couple of days, uh, low to high 90s, and I caught it at like 107 yesterday, I believe, at one point when I looked at it. That's pretty crazy. I mean, so it's worth noting to the freaks here that this is all estimated uh, by by the by the difficulty um, and how long the average blocks are coming in, right? And then that's how yes, they they yes. reverse engineer what what we think the hash rate is. Yes, and for any of you freaks who are not aware, the the difficulty adjusts every two thousand sixteen blocks, or roughly every two weeks. So depending on uh, how fast blocks are coming in before the next. Which called difficulty epoch? Is that what we call it? Or um, be t- before the next adjustment? Um, yeah, that's why I always say adjustment. Uh, yeah, the uh, the hash, the hash rate will uh, will be dictated by that. Well, the hash rate, the measurement of the hash rate, what we see will the measurement be dictated of the ha- by yes, it. the measurement of the hash, the hash rate. Yes. Don't give a shit, um, but yeah, yeah, um, yes, yeah, so that's been crazy to see. And again, this is Cohen. We've talked about this a couple times. On our chart, the last few weeks, uh, coincides with the the um, launching of the new What's Miners, the M20. And if you go on ASIC Miner Value, it's actually a good site to to check the profitability of individual um, miners. Uh, it looks like uh, that new What's Miner is at least in the top two uh, efficient miners on the market right now by considerable amount. So um, these these miners will will be uh, expanding into the market over the next couple of months too i'm pretty sure their initial shipments aren't even aren't even finished yet so these are more efficient uh more powerful miners and uh, that's what you would expect when they get released on the market like this for hash rate to go up as it has and it's been going up pretty crazy uh it's more than doubled since the beginning of may um which is insane yeah i mean it's a very positive sign i mean mining is 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 very much like a leveraged bet on bitcoin so um, cl- clearly there's, there's a lot of people that are, that, that are, are bullish, right? And they, they think that the price will go up. Um, the other thing is, did you see, so Tor is now accepting, is using BTC pay. So that's, uh, it's like we were talking about earlier, right? Like they, sh- that's exactly what they should be using as their payment processor and not just, they're not even using them. They're not a payment processor. They're hosting their own, uh, payment processor basically. And it's it's huge yes. for privacy. Like I think they had a fixed address for a little bit there, which is not good at all. Uh, and then they they have switched. fixed addresses for everything else. It looks like I checked that donations page. Yeah. So this way, it's new addresses. They accept Lightning. Um, yeah. It's just that's that's really good. It's the ideal. That's like the ideal type of um, organization that would benefit from something like BTC Pay that that is very hard to uh, censor and stop. Yes. And we obviously use BTC Pay Server as well on our site. And I must uh, public service announcement to you freaks who are buying uh, the shirts via BTC Pay Server. Excuse me, uh, buying the shirts and then paying v- via BTC Pay Server, paying in Bitcoin. Um, it is a bit of a manual process because it, we, it is a workaround. 
connecting BTC Pay server up with Shopify. So I have to manually um, uh, mark the shirts as paid in Shopify after you pay in Bitcoin. Um, so if it takes a little bit to get a confirmation email or you're like wondering what's happening, I'm most likely asleep or away from my computer. Um, but I am avidly, excuse me, actively looking to make sure that I'm marking all these BTC Pay server uh, invoices that have been paid as paid in Shopify as well. What one step at a time, right? Yes, yes. So it's a bit of a manual process if you're paying in Bitcoin. So don't don't fret. Did you see what happened with Snowden's book? I feel like S- Snowden would be a perfect. He's a perfect example of someone who could use BTC Pay, uh, and and gives people a real reason to actually spend Bitcoin. Yeah, the government come out and deplatform this week. Uh, he started selling his book, and the government is trying to take all the profits from the book. I believe. Yes, and he tweeted out, um, this is good for Bitcoin, right? Yeah, he, he did tweet out, this is good for Bitcoin, which is definitely, the tweeting out, this is good for Bitcoin, is good for Bitcoin. But I, I think it all is, because it highlights, this is why we need uncensorable payments. It's the, same, it's the same thing that happened with WikiLeaks, I feel like, and originally, when they tried to cut off all of WikiLeaks donations. Yes, and it's, um, yeah, so that, but what is, what is Snowden's book called? Um, I'm not sure, but it's it's about you know everything. I'm not sure either. It's like recovering yeah. all of his leaks, and I think it's some about his own personal story and whatnot. Um, but they're saying that it's their intellectual property, and I think they they might actually be trying to block it in entirety. So that's why I, there was more talk this week about uh, which I think is a really important part to, point to keep bringing up is that when you buy these books digitally, like you buy it through Amazon Kindle or something. They can always edit it or pull it after the fact, um, you know, not your paper, not your books. So you need to, you, you want to, every time you buy a book, you're like increasing the censorship resistant of that resistance of that specific book because it gets located in all these different places. A physical book? Yeah. Like you need to buy a physical book. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm a big physical physical book guy myself. Yeah, but a lot of people say it's because of the feel and stuff, which I respect. But like, really, like I think the big thing here is like it's very hard to censor a book once it's printed and distributed. You have to like go and do book burning. Yeah. Uh, did I see? Did you see that on Twitter? Was there like some teacher or some school in America like burning a bunch of books? Um, did you see that tweet? No, I missed that. I missed that. I hope not. There's a tweet about. Yeah, there was a school district, not burning books, but they had uh, books in, in two big trash cans that they were taking out of the school um, because they were putting bad thoughts in kids' minds, apparently. It's not a good sign. Not a good sign. Uh, slippery slope. Very slippery slope. Um, speaking of slippery slopes, Bobby Lee, the Lee brothers, love their slippery slopes here. He's got a, a new horrible product. This is Matt O'Dell's wording here, his verbiage. Uh Ballet crypto that nobody should use. It's it's a card that nobody should use. What are, what are your thoughts on this, Matt? They don't look good from what I'm reading. Dude, I don't fucking know what's going on. Like, he can't think this is a good idea. So is he like active? He's just actively lying to people, or is is does he think it's a good idea? So it's he. Launched, so the deal is yeah. Tell him. Like private keys are exposed. It sounds no no. So do you remember back in the day we used to have like those. Like people would sell those like wallet ca- wallet cards, and and they would just have like the they would have a private key behind like a scratch off or a foil, 
and then they would have a yes. displayed showed public key. Yes. That's what he's that's what he's doing a Kickstarter for and he's calling it a secure wallet and he made it like fancy. So like he's he has he's pre- he's producing the private keys. Yeah. It's like the Cassius coin problem. Yeah, he's generating the private keys and then he's telling you that he's destroying them after he generates them. But he could just they could just sweep them whenever or they could even be storing the pub keys too. Well, one or the other, or, or you know, because if they had the private key, they had the pub key as well. But and tracking you, but yeah, it's it's fucked up. There's no reason to do that. It's fucking 2019. There are better ways. Um, people should be using hardware wallets. Open dimes are like great in this situation. The open dime literally generates the private key after you get it. You have you even give it some entropy. Yeah, yeah. You have to add like a picture file or something right yeah you drag and drop files until it has enough entropy and then it generates um but yeah so this product Um, is fucking horrible it's bad for so many reasons and i don't know why and he just keeps he keeps deflecting when people have brought it up on twitter like he's not acting in good faith here so just be aware uh don't don't buy it don't join the kickstarter don't share it be aware be aware um one thing you probably should get, and you were talking about, it, is a cold card. Uh, so the cold card multi-sig plugin is merged into Electrum now. Uh, so the next official version should have it ready to go. Uh, or you can just build it from a official sources today, um, from source code. So that's a that's a good step in self-sovereign um, multi-sig solutions there. Yeah, we've been waiting for this one for a while. I'm glad that it's happened before the workshop. So that's fucking plus. Um, yeah, so now you can use cold card. And, and the big thing with this is you can use a uh, cold card multi-sig uh, with uh, partially signed Bitcoin transactions. So you don't have to connect your cold card to your computer to use it with Electrum. Um, the thing with that is, talking about receive addresses, you can't verify the receive address through PSBT right now. Uh, you can't verify it on the device. You can only look at it on the computer screen. So we have a similar issue where do you trust the screen? Do you have the... Um, it's better because it's not in browser. Um, and Rodolfo's working on a basically like an address explorer on the cold card itself. So you can verify the address directly on the cold card. Um, alternatively, so look up your XPUB keys. What was that? Like look up your, like look up your XPUB keys before... No, you don't you want plug it in or no. When you get a receive address, when you generate a receive address, do you, how do you know it's the real address? You want to see it on the cold card screen, right? You can only yeah. the only way you can do that right now is if you plug in the cold card. You can't do it with this SD card. Uh, I see what you're saying. Because there we go. because it's the cold confusing. card the cold card doesn't know which address you're up to. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. So he's yes, adding. That does make sense. So so he's adding an address explorer so that you can verify on device. It should be out relatively soon. Rodolfo's great. Nice. Which I, I chilled with Rodolfo a lot over the over the week. A lot, really that good. Dude time. just keeps just keeps pushing shit out, man. I feel like every week we have a cold card update for you freaks. Yeah, he's a hustler. I dig it. Always be shipping. It, always be shipping. Uh, speaking of shipping, uh, Noddle and the Samurai team are going to ship their uh, special edition hardware nodes, so the pre-orders will be out soon. It is a red node, so it is scientifically faster than any node um, on the planet. Um, yeah, the red is very sexy. 
I, I got to hold the hardware in Riga. I chilled with the Nautil guys a lot. Uh, so the hardware is really, like, I, they didn't have a case yet. The case isn't done, but the actual internals are done. So I got to hold the internals. Uh, the, the case they had there was just a cardboard box painted red, which is kind of funny. <laughs> but it's um, it's a it's a better chip and it's gonna have two ssds in it so uh it'll have redundant storage if one of them fails especially like if you're doing like an upgrade and one of them fails uh so there's less risk of funds loss in that situation it's a cute, i think that's a pretty big deal um and, and it's gonna have full samurai integration so it'll be running samurai dojo so you'll be able to just like open your samurai app um pair it via QR code, I believe, with the noddle, and and you're good to go. And then you can start mixing uh, with your own full node as well, which is, is great. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. And then uh, updates on updates. Big week. A lot of shit getting pushed this week, man. It's uh, it's good to see. It's like it's almost hard to keep up with. BISC, they added uh, encrypted chat. So if you guys are using BISC... Um, you can now chat with your trading partners, I guess, uh, within the app pretty easily now. Yeah, in, it, in an encrypted fashion. Yeah, I mean it's 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 directly person to person because every BISC user is running a node basically, um, and it's all through Tor and it's encrypted. So that's that's fucking huge. I think, um, yeah, that's 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 a big deal. BISC is also one of the more important projects in this space right now, uh, as as a fiat on and off ramp. The, the interesting thing that I was thinking about about BTC Pay is like the vision I think is like you get like small merchants, uh, in-store merchants like bodega owners, uh, convenience store owners, right, uh, to start accepting BTC Pay because they love cash already. So you have them start accepting BTC Pay. They accept Bitcoin. They get Bitcoin. But then they don't want the volatility risk of having all this Bitcoin. They can then sell small amounts back to people in their store. So they basically become like a KYC free Bitcoin on and off ramp. Uh, and they, the only way to enforce against something like that would be to basically go into every single convenience store. Um, and, you know, convenience stores are famously, you know, taking in cash and not paying full taxes and stuff already as it is. And they can't enforce that. But if they can take our jewel pods away, can they take our Bitcoin buying ability away? Dude, I can't believe they did that. They just like ninja launched that in New York, man. Talk about government overreach. Fucking insane. October 4th, man. Insanity. There's yeah. The black market for, for pods in the city is going to go through the roof. It's so fucked up. Get to your local bodega, buy them out as soon as possible. <laughs> it's so fucked up. They so They're basically banning like all the juice. Uh, it's like everything except what tastes like uh, regular, t- like burnt tobacco and uh, and I guess like the straight mint ones. Um, but who knows if those are next? And I I think like it's just gonna kill a bunch of mom and pop stores, and it's so fucked up because you can still order them by mail. They're still allowing you to order them by mail, so there's gonna be like this black market, and all these people that have been dying have been dying because of black market weed cartridges. So really, if they fucking cared about the kids, they would just legalize and regulate weed and tax the shit out of it. Yeah, I got a woke take on this. I just think Trump is trying to, con- or 
Oh wait, it's New York. But didn't Trump ban it too? I think he's he's doing something about it. But New York came out really hard and fast, and just San Francisco did it while we were in town, didn't they? Yeah, and I remember being like, "Ha, these stupid San Franciscans! You know what are they thinking? There's so much government overreach over here." And then it just it happened. I thought it was funny that this whole time Altria um, has been like. They haven't been able to get a piece of jewel, and they finally got a piece of jewel. And they invested, and then like two months later, their whole <laughs> business is going through the shitter. Yeah, it's a, it's a cruel form of um, of destiny. There, I don't want to say justice, but um, yeah, no, nah, it's interesting. The 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 long dick of the law is encroaching again, yet again. Uh, the government, the coastal elites, are here to save you from. Uh, from vaping i mean Such a- i think it's there's definitely a lesson to be learned here right because this is exactly how they try and this is how they this is how they attempt to ban popular things right um you start seeing like a a constant growth in media coverage and then they like appeal to to like compassion or to fear and then they push the the heavy changes onto the people that's what we saw with like patriot act that's what we see here with this like and i I, we could easily see something like that with bitcoin right like you have like a terrorist attack or something and it's like funded by bitcoin and they just move really fucking quickly yeah and i'm not trying to insert my view in one way or another but just observationally it seems like beto o'rourke's been hitting the media scene uh pretty hard about ar-15s and obviously we have the huge climate marches around the world today as well um, a lot of fear being spewed in the media. Maybe it might be being spewed to manipulate you in your actions. Just think about it. Be aware. Be aware. I think, you know, the Democrats, I don't like talking about politics, but the Democrats, they're just, they're idiots. They should just say they're going to legalize weed. That would be the biggest. If either party said they were going to legalize weed, it would just win the election. That's the issue. They got to make it happen. Didn't Bernie come out and say he was going to do that? You know, Didn't Yang say he was going to do that, too? I mean, but Yang is like, you know, he's Yang. I don't know. Enough politics. Let's not talk about politics. Yeah, let's not talk about um, the From politics to uh, monetary policy. So earlier this week, actually, it's probably a good topic to end on, uh, macro. And so at the beginning of the week, I don't know if you freaks read the bent or were following the financial markets, particularly on Monday, Tuesday. Um the what's considered the the repo markets the ioer rate which is uh the overnight lending rate that banks trade their excess reserves at the fed between each other um so there's the federal funds rate which the the fed sets and then um all the banks try to try to get them within the range of that rate set and the ioer rate usually reflects that and that went out of whack went up to like seven to eight percent i believe which is crazy because uh um that that rate p- banks are usually buying things like treasuries and and other types of debt um via that market and for interest rates to spike that quickly that high that high that quickly excuse me uh means there may be a liquidity crunch um so the fed had to intervene and they did what's called a repo operation where they offered up to 75 offered to buy up to 75 billion dollars worth of debt uh, Monday, I believe they bought 53.1 billion. I don't know if it was, I don't know if it's fully served or fully sold 
uh, any of the days, but they did a repo operation on Tuesday and Wednesday as well. And at the same time, the Fed came out and cut rates by 25 bips. Um, a lot of people were were, um, were uh, speculating that they were going to go deeper than 25 bips to 50 bips and potentially even launch QE right away because you never want to see the Fed have to intervene uh, in markets within hours that abruptly, especially the day before a meeting. Um, but they, they stood, uh, stood strong with the projected 25 BIP cut. And so that's where we are now. Um, so actually, Ral, Paul, and I, we talked about that at length at the beginning of our episode. So if you want to hear more about that situation, you can do though there. But um, yeah, it seems as though there may be a little a liquidity crunch underway. A lot of these banks trying to get access to dollars uh, to finance their debt between each other. It seems that that uh, it's getting harder for these uh, for these institutions to find the dollars. Yeah, I mean, it's like twenty. The, what their their cut was was under what people expected, right? Like people expected they were going to cut more than they did. Would you say in general? Well, the consensus going into. So you got to back up a little bit too. So heading into the weekend, last weekend, uh, you had the Saudi Arabia and oil fields get quote unquote attacked. Who knows what happened there? Uh, But regardless what happened there, oil prices spiked over the weekend. And so there was like a little uh, market scare over the weekend and then rolling into Monday, uh, having that repo rate go out of whack and having that have the Fed intervene sort of scared everybody a little more. So I bet everybody was like, ah, things are looking like they're going to hit ahead. And so the consensus starting for, for a couple of weeks is that they were going to cut 25 bips. And so with the Saudi Arabia thing and the, the repo operation, I guess people were speculating that things had gotten worse than, uh, and we're going to cut deeper, but they didn't they decided to stick with 25 bips. I believe there was only one, uh, Fed Governor Bullard, who who wanted to cut fifty bips, if you if you read the minutes. Right, right, got it. Appreciate the insight. Yeah. I just you know Fed tea Fed tea leaf reading is is boring. It's it's a it's a it's a life I would not wish on on my worst enemy. Yeah, I mean, because it's so th- fucking. This is why ridiculous. I stack sets. This is why I stack sets. You know, it's so so much simpler. Sats are my safe haven. Yes, they are, and it's been um been a big week been a long week sorry if we're a little sluggish again matt's been traveling the world we're remote i am honestly exhausted after this week i've recorded um got a got a very good uh episode in last night with the team with um mauricio and adam from ledin.io uh up in canada uh, mauricio is a venezuelan uh, who who gave us a lot of good information where we talked a lot about what's actually happening on the gr- ground in lat am um, and we were up late drinking Venezuelan rum, so I'm a little hungover as well right now. But look out for that episode too, because uh, it's crazy what's going on there, and it is uh, it is important to to be realistic with how Bitcoin is being used down there, and, and how people view cryptocurrency and Bitcoin in general down there. I'm really looking forward to that one. I uh, yeah, I also want to apologize to the freaks for a weaker than usual episode. Uh, we love you guys, so we, d- we definitely needed to get it out. We knew that. Uh, but it's, or it's very early here, and I am just fucking wiped. I'm fucking exhausted. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I I hope they dig it. I this was just an insane. I'd say it's a weaker episode. It's an insane week. We're just like, I don't know. I'm kind of sluggish. Week. You know, I've been sluggish, and my brain's not working at full capacity. 
Uh, so, you know, but you, you give it what you got. Well, if, the, if you like the other content we put out this week, please, <laughs> um, please let your friends know. Subscribe. Again, every subscribe button hit goes a long way. Every review written goes a long way. Um, we really appreciate your support. And, oh, we love, uh, we got a shout out. It would be remiss if we ended this episode without a, without a shout out. And here's the shout out. No name. It just says, shoot your shot, Uncle Marty and Matt. There you go. We shot our shot. Always, I like it. We're always shooting. I'm always shooting. Don't worry. Exactly. That's always shooting too. And and next week, next week is going to be fucking, fucking awesome because we're going to be reunited back in person. Uh, have a nice week of rest. I'm ready to go. Ready to hit the world again. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. That's all we got this week, freaks. Stay humble, stack sets. Peace and love.